0: In today's episode, we are talking with Alan Millam, who is the founder of Questage, and we're going to go into what that name is, what that name means, um, but ultimately, what we're talking about here is having an, an impactful third act. Uh, he talks about the third act of your life quite a bit, and if you think about it for a second, when you're working, your your life kind of all becomes about your career, and you identify uh, yourself with your career and whatever that is. And so his whole concept is, well, let's not limit ourselves to our career. Let's make something meaningful meaningful out of our retirement, or in his case, a third act. So lots of good information here, lots of things that are going to make you think uh, it's going to be a great episode.
1: I agree 100%, and uh, we think it's going to be valuable. Just a couple quick reminders. If you uh, haven't had a chance in the last week or so, go, go to our website, pomwealth.net we uh, have a new blog article that comes out every single week on different topics of how to get to and through retirement. Um, And we cover a lot of topics there. So if you miss a week or two, you miss out on a lot. Uh, Also, you'll notice that uh, we have a uh, free online master course, uh, three keys to secure your retirement. No money there to, to listen to that. And I think that is very helpful as well. We've gotten a lot of positive feedback. But before we get into this episode, we need to do a quick disclosure. welcome everyone to our Monday podcast every Monday Merce and I are looking for and striving to bring experts so that uh, you you got to get a different perspective than what Merce and I do and we're able to interview them and maybe help bring some uh, information some wisdom from outside of maybe even our industry to help uh, not only Merce and I but help all of our listeners be able to have a better uh, planning for and living throughout retirement. And today, we have Alan Millum, and he is out of Phoenix, Arizona. And he actually works with individuals in, in, well, I'll say, I don't know all of the different types of individuals, but he fits very nicely with the individuals we're working with. So let me first of all say, Alan, thank you so much for coming on and, and talking with us today.
3: Well, thank you for inviting me. I look forward to the
1: conversation. Good. Now, let's just start off. You have a, a, a consulting firm. Uh, they're based out of Phoenix, Arizona. Can you give us a little bit of background as to how you, where you came from, how you got to where you are today, and maybe what your consulting firm does and how it helps people, how that might help some of our listeners? Sure.
3: Well, um, time is short, but I need to take us back to when I was 12 years old in the Midwest, uh, playing in a creek. And my brother was, knew he wanted to be in sales when he grew up, and Scott was going to be a mechanic, and Beth was going to be a nurse, and, and Anne-Marie was going to be a teacher, and I thought, oh boy you are damaged goods, my friend, because I had no clue. I thought, how did they have that knowing? And I had nothing, right? So so it really was a very humbling for me to get into my career um, early on with Marriott International. Um, and then I went back to grad school and uh, worked for a career consulting firm, the largest consulting firm in the world at the time in their San Francisco um, location. And Um, it was really there that I found my passion around. I'd always been interested in leadership and I'd always been interested in what allowed some people to hit their potential to, to thrive versus just level off and survive. And so I was privileged really and guided. I have to say, I can't take responsibility before it, but having been in scouting for seven years and become an Eagle scout had leadership roles in the church and in school. Um, but in you know, there is always that thing about, you know, the doingness of leadership versus the beingness of leadership. And so it wasn't until um, I got into my career consulting, and I'll never forget Tom, because um, I met him in the fifth year there. Tom was about 60 years old, and you could not walk in off the street to work with us. The companies afforded the the, the opportunity. In this case, it was a merger acquisition. And Tom, uh, did not get the, the other guy got the, got the job. And when I met him in my office, I remember just him being very depressed. And and I began to talk with him and it was the first time in his life with a stellar resume, with an unbelievable pedigree, uh, education, that he didn't have a business card. And without that business card gentlemen, without that, uh, title, there was no there there because his entire identity had been his work. And, you know, it's interesting, we think about our culture, you know, normally, if you're at a cocktail party, uh, normally, the first question might be, hi, so what do you do, right? If we're in Europe, it's not the what do you do, it's the, Who, where's your, tell me about your family, where are you from? And so, you know, for a generation, we put a lot of lot of our, of our identity with, with the work piece, and then we get into the third act of life. You know, and we get to that moment where we're at an inflection point and um, we don't want it to be lonely. You know, people feel they don't feel relevant. They don't feel uh, purposeful and productive. And so Questage wants to solve that because we're the first generation ever to be hitting the third act of life, not to go fishing or to go knitting, but rather to be highly engaged, to be productive, to be purposeful. And so we really are excited because we call it the three Ps, right? Um, when we when we meet someone that's ready to look at, you know, um, re-engineering their life after a full time career, we want to really help them to find new purpose and to find meaningful productivity. So we take the word workout and we put the word productivity in. And the productivity has two pathways. One is certainly around, you know, how do you want to pay it forward? right? It could be consulting, it could be uh, doing your craft and on your terms, or it could be a foundation chair, you're volunteering. And then the second roadmap is really the lifestyle productivity. And and so we go out 10 years and then back it up uh, to say, you know, what, what do you want that to look like? And the third P is positivity. Um, this is so critical around the right mindset. We now know through positive psychology that we live five to six years longer if we have a optimistic orientation versus pessimistic. And, you know, right now we're, we're really challenged because of the mental health issues in our world, obviously with the pandemic. But we really talk about the power of the mindset, right, as you go into your third life. And, um, you know, we look at self-care first and then we look at the family and then we look at the productivity. So it's an exciting conversation to be in and um, with with a, a generation of learners like we've never had before.
2: I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out.
0: Yeah, Alan, that's interesting. That's a really good background as well. So thanks for sharing that. Um, And you kind of started to talk about it and that that was my immediate question that has come to mind um but, but before i bring up my question i'm just going to share a story because it's so recent i actually just sat down with a client and um a client of ours and we were kind of going through his retirement plan and everything and uh and um he is a soon to be retired pilot and so i kind of i asked him the question of hey what are you what are you going to do um after this is all done and you've hit this next stage of your life and he said well i've already actually started doing it and i and i love it and so uh, quick story here is basically he bought he bought that a classic car. Um, I forget the name of it, but he bought a classic car that he's always had his eyes on and he bought it. But what's interesting here is that uh, at first it was, let me just drive around a little bit, enjoy the classic car. But then it kind of shifted into, well, I joined a car club here and I joined a car club there. And now I'm part of this community of classic car owners. And and also now I'm associated with certain charities all of a sudden that, that these car owners or these clubs are affiliated with. And I've just kind of, I've thrown myself into that. I was a pilot for so long. And, um, while I enjoyed that, there's some, there, it, it that, that time, that phase has changed. And now, now I didn't know that I was going to love all of this, but I've, I've really fallen into it and I've loved it. So it's kind of amazing how this third act of life can happen Overnight, or it could take some time and thinking, which I guess is where you come into play. And so my question is: is you know, with the pandemic that we've been in for well way longer than we thought we were going to be in, um, a lot of people have either had the opportunity, or they were kind of forced into a situation where their career ended, uh, or the career that they that defined them ended because of downsizing, or just because of Hey, I've got this ability or this opportunity here to start working remotely or whatever it is. So we've seen a lot of job changes over the past year and a half across the country. So has that? What has that been like for for your consulting firm? In the sense, are you seeing an increase of people trying to figure out that that next stage of life because of the the current opportunity at hand?
3: Yeah, in fact, it's interesting because uh, Bloomberg came out with an article in, in April, and they. And then what they were discovered is that they they called it life is short philosophy. And what we're having, what we're seeing is is some people saying, look, with this pandemic, um, we we're, we need to we need to change our game, right? We're burned out, uh, we're zoomed to death, um, not fulfilling. And so so for a part of our population, um, they're actually um, pulling the life is short and and and, and getting out. Right. And then to rejigger to say uh, back to that purpose to say, you know, what what will be meaningful for us to do? And we also have the flip side of this scenario where we have, you know, uh, a percentage of baby boomers that will have to work as long as they possibly can because of the lack of uh, fam- uh, financial resources or whatever life journey gave them. And so sort of have the tail of two cities here on both ends. Um, And then you have this new dynamic that's not so much related to the boomer generation, but as you both know, or probably saw, we have, you know, in April, 4 million people resigned their jobs, right? It's called the great resignation. And then in May, 2 million more (laughs) quit their jobs. So, you know, you've got 6 million people. And I'm, as a former career consultant, gentlemen, I'm still trying to get my head around, you know, I was raised with a loyalty thing, shake a hand and I'm going to be on board. And, and what we're initially discovering is that you know people want more meaningfulness in their work. They and they want to be doing purposeful thing, and they want a culture that is a learning culture. Don't tell me, comm- don't can command and control me, right? So that's going to force us as as a workforce and particularly organizations to how do we create that right right culture, right? So. But to the boomers, right, we're the first generation where we're hungry to continue to learn. We're hungry to be, you know, uh, really productive. And there's a new dynamic happening in America, and it just happened down the street here, where you have retirement facilities that are being built on, on campuses of colleges and universities. And they have full access to the courses at the university. And that's just, isn't that beautiful, right, to say instead of we're going to put you into, you know, into a room and with limited activity, no, we're going to give you the vitality and the ability to continue to learn as long as you want to.
1: Yeah, so when you talk about this idea of basically doing this shift from, you know, always talking about what I did. This is what I did for a living. This is what I did for my career. This is what I did all those decades. Right. And that now that disconnects you from what I'm doing today. How do you help somebody, I don't know, mentally make that shift? I mean, how do you how do you make that transition?
3: Yeah, so great question. And and so the first phase of the, of the work when we're working with clients is it's really a discovery phase. They clearly know who they are as human beings, but we uh, use a powerful tool out of South Africa called the integrative Enneagram that really looks at core motivation. And then we take that and we start building a new roadmap around the skills and the competencies and the motivations and the values of what they desire to be using and we sort of get very transparent around what we're not packing for the journey because most of our clients come with a very robust skill set, but it doesn't mean that with all these skills that you love doing them all, right? So we have to get very myopic to really design. What are we packing for the journey? And then we begin the scenario testing of being able to say, well, where, where, what productivity really excites you? And, and so we move from the rear view mirror to looking forward and, uh, I have two friends, one, is she's their, their husband and wife, 70, and I think he's approaching 80. And I just love this story. When they go to an event, uh, they do not sit down at a table. They mingle. And the minute someone says, oh, hi, I'm so-and-so. What, do you, what was your career?" They politely excuse themselves and move on because they're not interested in where they've been. They want to talk and be in conversation with people that have, you know, the vitality to say, this is what I'm up to and this is what I'm doing. And that's what, what that's what we help make that
0: shift. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And so, you know, the when it comes to the thought of leaving a legacy behind, sometimes right. that is, sometimes that's financially oriented. Um, but sometimes the phrase of, I want to be remembered for this comes about. Right. And if you right. ask a, a retiree, I, I don't know if they're going to have an answer or not as to what they want to be remembered for. Um, but how do you how do you help them think through that? I guess, what is your process when it comes to making this whole shift? Um, and then ultimately that personal legacy. How, how does uh, Questage help in, in this whole process?
3: Well, Merce, that's grounded right into the first phase of the work because legacy does matter, right? And and even though the majority of their life may have already happened, uh, because we're living longer, we still have decades of purposeful living. So it's a very fair question to sit with and really think about how do I want to be remembered. And as you can imagine, most people, when they get to the last breath of life, aren't celebrating the fact that they crushed it three decades ago in that sales meeting. Right. Or they're able to, you know, be the 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 uh, operator of the year for their association. They're remembering the the personal moments around family and experiences that really touch their heart. And so when we talk about legacy, we really define that with the end in mind and then ask the question, well, what do we need to do this year? to move you closer to that being a reality. And then the following year. So we give them, uh, we lay the foundation for it, but then they get to polish that as they move forward in the third act of their life. So that it really gets crystal clear and they're able to achieve it with a smile on their face when they're complete.
1: So um, thank you for that. I have a couple of, I have a a two part question. First of all, the name of your company, you told us right before we started, could you explain it's called Questage and you said that's a made up word. So what is that? What is Questage?
3: Well, I worked with a really powerful brand uh, team up in Northern California, and it was just great because it just got into my head. And ultimately, uh, we were talking about the fact that my work in, 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 with leaders has always been in, in the coaching is asking questions, what and how questions. And then we talked about the stage, the, very intentional about the stage of life where I want to focus on being the third act. And the age, in my case, I work with 54 to about 70, uh, uh, 68. That's sort of the sweet spot. Not that we couldn't be on either side of it. Um, and so we put those all together and made up Questage, uh, which is sort of fun um, and because it does have a lot of meaning behind it as to why we do what we do.
1: Great, thank you. So now um, I guess, uh know, who do you work with? Like, who does your firm work with? And what does that look like? Like, how does that what would that process look like?
3: So we um, ironically work with a lot of advisors in the financial world, because as as a lot of them say to us, you know, I'm I'm sort of, I'm not getting really paid to be armchair career coaching for the third act of life, I really want to get them organized in the financial portfolio. And so we really partner with them as they, have when they find themselves in that conversation um, so that we can bring in our skill set and bring in our tools. And it's a fast process, it's a 90 day process. So it's not long handholding. And when there is a assessment on our website that says, are you ready? And it's a 10 question assessment where they'll get an automatic response uh, based on the kinds of uh, ideal clients that we choose to work with. Because we really believe leadership is way beyond just the day job. And we believe leadership matters greatly in the third act of life. Um, and it's no no make wrong for anyone that's done and they just want to go do whatever. But our, our niche is really working with highly productive learners who desire to continue to make a difference and a contribution uh, beyond just them, themselves.
0: Well, very good. So yeah, I, I think I, I agree. And you said it earlier at the beginning that the the idea, the notion of retiring and just kind of hanging out at the beach for years on end I think that's that. That is not reality anymore for a lot of people. Once they do, um, and this is uh, on a p- podcast, so I'm going to say "quote unquote" retire. Uh, that whole I, construct is disappearing a little right. bit, and it's all it about is. what am I going to do next, and how am I going to uh, be happy in my sure. later years. So for right. for anyone that's listening, Alan, and thank you again for joining us today, but for anyone that's listening, if you could, if they're interested, could you give them an idea as to how they could potentially learn more about Questage and also reach out to you?
3: Absolutely. Um, and let me just say that I think the word retire is going to sort of fall off the universe. Uh, we originally called it High Impact Retirement and none of our, said so that's. I don't wanna do that. That's not for me. I'm not ever gonna do that, right? So it's more like pro tire. Um, and so we have everything built right into Questage, questage.com. And there we have a very strong leadership track for, for leaders who are still in the workplace, uh, diversity inclusion, women forums, uh, and executive leadership coaching, as well as then high impact transitions. By clicking on that, they can go in, take the Are You Ready? assessment um, and the resources are all listed there um, to see if, if we might be able to be of support and benefit to them.
1: Very nice. So we'll make sure that we include that on our website on our on, for this podcast as well as in the show notes and that way people can uh, reach out to you if they choose to do so. But again, we'd like to say thank you so much for your time and, and coming and chatting with us and, and sharing with us some really uh, nice ideas. Thank you. Thanks for the important work you're doing.
2: All right, everyone, that wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift, our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster.